gather around the lamp and Aston Villa podcast. If at first you don't succeed, come back next year and try again. Aston Villa celebrates the pleasure of promotion to the Premier League. Well, as soon as John Greenwich was made captain, the script was written. Him lifting the Championship trophy, getting his boyhood club to the Premier League. He will always be Aston Villa's Jack Greenwich. Hello and welcome back to the Gather Around the Lamp podcast by underagaslitlamp.com. I'm Regan, you can find me on Twitter at FindFoy, and today I'm joined once again by Mark. Hello everybody, it's Mark Jarevi here. You can find me on Twitter at VillamarkPGH. A uh, little bit of slow news this week, Regan, but we got we got a couple things to talk about here. Yeah, it's been it's been quiet, considering, you know, Peslo said that he, he needed to put a... A cold tail on things and then make their move um but it, it seems like that cold tail's probably uh dried up a bit now and uh things should be moving maybe a little faster than they actually are yeah well we'll see what happens here in the in the coming weeks i mean it's 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 three weeks now it's it's you know 21 days until the minnesota uh preseason game they're gonna get people in the door um it's just a matter of when and who. We're starting to see a couple of the players that we've been signed, that we've been linked to, getting uh, snatched up by some other clubs. But I mean, we still have time. I'm, I'm sure you know patience is, is starting to wear thin a little bit with the Villa supporters. But we have to give it time. It's 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 not no reason to panic too too much. But there's definitely a little bit of nervous feelings out there. Yeah, and you know, there's there's a, a range of weird and wonderful links that keep popping up. Um, the interesting thing for me is that we've not been linked to any Premier League players, like players that are currently there other than Helder Costa, and that's only a link through the bookies. Um, you know, like, everyone else is either from the Belgian or French League or the Championship. Yeah, it's a lot of foreign players that are being linked to. Um, you know, even there was a really, really mild rumor going around about Mitrovic from Fulham, you know, with them coming down, if we can snatch them. But I just read something this morning about Fulham's issue to hands off on him. They, they want to keep him around and, um, you know, they're okay with the wage that he's on and they're pretty confident they can come right back up with what they've assembled last year going into the uh, Premier League. But I, I don't know. I don't really know who else is out there. I, I like the fact that, um, you know, Villa's being a little bit secretive and they're moving a little you know, lethargic for the supporters' taste. But as far as a business, I guess you, you got to think things through and gather as much information and resources as you can. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I still think there's going to be, you know, one shock kind of big, big signing. But I, I think that it's just going to be a wait and see. I don't think it's going to be rushed to get any kind of business done. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, you mentioned that, you know, things may be going a bit slowly. And, you know, this might be why we've potentially missed out on on reported targets um today leandro tussard um from i think it was genk um signed for brighton and we were linked to uh we were linked to this player like really late on into uh, a potential deal with him and brighton um you know, almost as if we were going to try and hijack it when when it was almost like he'd agreed his deal. Um, so I'm not too sure about the, like how uh, how um, possible this link was. But you know, if we were interested in him, he has gone to our potential uh, lower half of the table rivals, Brighton. 
Yeah, and Tussard was a, good, a nice talent. You know, his name is being thrown about a little bit, not only for Brighton, but also Everton were in for him. Um, I did a little bit of research on him. He had uh, 22 goals and 47 appearances last season. He also chipped in with 11 assists for Gank. Uh, so th- he, he was a really, really good talent. I mean, he, I've, I've done my research on him. You know, maybe others haven't as much, but he seemed like the kind of player that we would get, almost a younger Albert, Albert Adoma type of player that we that we need right now. Obviously, Villa needs a little bit more depth on the, on the wide areas of the pitch. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it sucks a little bit to see a talent like that, especially with ha- coming off such a great season. You know, even if, if it's in another league that might be obviously lower than the Premier League it's still good to be linked in and have uh have these players being linked to us that have an actual like statistic based thing you can look at and actually say okay well this is what this player does well this is what this player isn't so great at uh to start to be pretty good signing for Brighton for all intents and purposes I think that's a really good snag for him but yeah maybe Villa was just a little too late to to get to it but I mean it would have been nice to get a uh you know, a, a winger of, of his prowess and especially his age to come in. But I mean, we'll, I, I believe in in the uh, staff of Villa. I think they're really going to do their due diligence, but they are going to leave it late in true Aston Villa fashion. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, I'm not that bothered about missing out on him. You know, he looks like a talent, but uh, for me, that that deal was never going to happen because of how late the link came. Um, another player that we potentially missed out though is, and we've been linked with this player since uh, January. He's uh, James Justin from Luton Town. Uh, he was their player of the season, I think. And if he wasn't that, he was at least uh, the young player of the season in League One. Um, apparently, he's off to Leicester City for the fever in £10 million, beating both us and Norwich to his, uh, his signature. Um, you know, he's only 21 years old, so he'll probably be a, a rotation option for Leicester. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's a natural right back, but he played the vast majority of last season at left back for Luton. And you know that's that's a position we need to we need we need to sign for, and I'm surprised we've not been linked with more left backs. Yeah, the left back position's worrying to me personally. I I think that they really need to go out and, and take that one by the horns a little bit and get somebody over the line. Uh, you know, with with James Justin, I mean, it's he's 21. He is young for Leicester. He's going to be a rotational option. If he would have came to Villa, he would have been a rotational option too. But I I like that we're linked for someone who can play left back and right back and play them both fluidly. Uh, I think that's something Villa needs. I think that's something Villa's been missing. Uh, case in point, last year with Alan Hutton, you know, we had to switch him from right back to left back on a few occasions, and you know that's great. And Hutts did a for, he did a really good job for when when we called upon him to do it. You know, obviously no longer with us. Age has caught up with him a little bit, but I'd like. Like Villa to actually be in for someone who can play left back and right back, almost the same way that Courtney Horse can play center back and left back. But I'd rather see Courtney at center back. But that that's just my opinion. But as far as you know, the fullback positions, we're going to need someone younger. And it, you know, I'm okay with Villa looking at these 21 to 23 year old fullbacks. I, I think that that's that's going to be something we're going to have to do. We're going to have to bring in someone promising. I don't know if you get an actual, you know. Premier League ready 100%. You know, everybody you know knows him in the league. He's a well-named, you know, in the Premier League. So, you know, getting these younger uh, fullbacks in, especially for the left position, that, that's really starting to make me a little nervous to see, see what Villa are going to do in that position. Well, I mean, we, we don't actually know where Courtney's been signed to play. You know, he, he performed well when Neil Taylor was injured at left-back. Um, and for all intents and purposes, Dean Smith might have signed him to play as a left-back. 
Yeah, he could have, could have, and, and the verdict's not out on on Neil Taylor. I, and a lot of people said that we need an upgrade on Neil Taylor, but he he's played in the Premier League before, and you know he's shown over the the past season, you know, the most recent season that that when it really comes down to it, he he's there to be counted upon. And if he can replicate the same form form he had this past season, I especially in the second half of it, I, I think Neil Taylor is going to be just fine for a left back, you know, starting left back for Aston Villa. See, I I don't think that uh, that Taylor's a, a a starter, not in the Premier League. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just have a feeling he might he might surprise a few people. I don't know if he'll play every game. I I, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where if you want to get this depth, you know, for for the defense, I think it's going to be on on rotation. Or as far as like when you're bringing players in, I don't know if you're going to have one player play every you know every single game of position except for maybe Jack Grealish. Maybe. Um, I'm not too sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you get an actual like stock eleven for our first. First year in the Premier League, I think you're you're going to have a couple youngsters that may sign a little, you know, younger players that might have some promise that may go in. I don't know. It's just my opinion. I, I just don't think that the back. I don't, I don't think the defense is going to be as set and as as staunch as last year was, where you had a set. I think there's going to be moving pieces in and out for a little bit of the season. That would make more sense, but at the same time, you know, we we need. Uh... We need to make the signings, obviously. Right, and that's where all this, you know, anxiety of conversation comes from, is not really knowing, you know, with only having, you know, Courtney Horst and only having James Chester as our identifiable center backs and only having Neil Taylor as the left back. And, you know, right, right back's pretty much set, you know, for, for at least I believe it's pretty much set. But, yeah, that this is where this nervous energy comes from, is not really knowing. You don't know who's going to be there, what kind of players they're really looking for, other than, you know, the, the linked players, you know, through rumor, or, you know, agents talking about it or, you know, journos talking about it so it's just interesting there there isn't you know you don't really know what's going to happen and like i said it's 21 days for the first preseason game so whew, man it's, it, it, i think it's only going to get more nervy as time wears on and we're not hearing much from the club yeah i mean so much has been said about dean smith wanting to uh wanting to have his team sorted by the start of the the, the friendlies basically um so that basically means he's got three weeks to sign Six or seven players, right? Because it was him and uh, who who is he sitting with? It that one YouTube video. He's sitting next to somebody. It was a Perslow, I believe. Yeah, it was him and Perslow after the Wembley win, and they talk about we're not going to let the media sway our decisions on our transfers, and we're not going to let pressure from even the supporters sway us on our transfers or who we're going to look at. But like, just like you said, you know, he wanted to get everything in by the first preseason game so these players can gel not only on the pitch but off the pitch as well. Uh, it's it's three weeks. This is I mean that's not I'm not panicking by any means, but it's just like okay, we got we got to start getting some news here from the club about you know getting solidifying some of these very important you know positions that we have. Like we're short on wingers, and most of Aston Villa's play last season, especially during the ten game run, revolved around balls in the wide areas. That's how Dean Smith wants to play. So like some some news would be pretty stellar as far as you know addressing certain areas. Yeah, I mean. You know the, the the big thing for me is that I'm I'm fairly sure that the the side comes back from their holidays uh, next Monday, um, for uh, a bit of a a preseason training camp before they uh they fly to America. I'm not entirely sure, so don't quote me on that. But um, you, you know it, it's it's certainly something that uh needs to be addressed. There, there, there's been the potential discussion of um. The first of July being a big date, um, something in regards to um, June being uh, 
that, that something to do with like last year's finances but July being this season's finances um so apparently like you know there's a big chance that we're holding holding off announcing things so that we we can you know put everything onto this year's books as it were um once again I'm not too sure how accurate that is but you know it's a potential reason as to why we might not have been making as many moves as you'd have, you would have expected yeah, I'm sure there's business to shit, you know, business decisions being made behind the scenes that nobody's aware about, like, like you're actually sitting in the boardroom. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't need to know everything as a supporter. You know, it's it's nice to, you know, have, you know, people, you know, claim that they're in the know and things of that nature. But I, I, I personally don't don't need to know. It's just one of those things. I think there's just so much excitement from, you know, winning at Wembley, going through the season, sitting where we were before that run. So going through the playoffs, getting the Wembley. You know, now we have this, oh, we're back to the Premier League. You know, we still don't have a kit to be shown. Uh, we, we still don't really know where most of our squad players are going to be. I think there's a lot of nervous energy there, and I think it's more excitement than nervous. It's just, I think it's all combining for a lot of supporters, myself included, and it's starting to just, there's this almost kind of like malaise of just like, okay, so, you know, there's other teams making moves. Now, granted, they're not, you know, teams that are maybe in the same kind of uh, frame, picture frame as Aston Villa are financially, you know, or in the same league for that instance. But it's just kind of disheartening when you see teams like Stoke City start to bring in players like mass, you know, a decent amount of players, three, four players at a time. And I'm, I'm sitting here and like, I, I have I have to read about, you know, the James Justins off to Leicester for 10 million pounds. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if Villa have all that money and, you know, that's a really promising defender. Like, why, why didn't we give them 13? And, just, you know, like I'm not even saying like it would be worth it, but like you got to I don't know. It's just one of those things where like I, I feel like the fans now deserve to have a little bit of news like this process needs to be pushed a little bit longer. And, yeah, you know, the, the transfer market doesn't completely end as, as soon as preseason begins. Everybody knows that. But like if we're if we're filled in half a team playing RB Leipzig, I think you only have two or three days after that game to get your business done. You know, they're going to be panic buys. I don't want to see Aston Villa have to panic buy in their first season in the Premier League. It's just that, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's let's rein it in a little bit and let's talk about goalkeepers. Um, there's been so many stories about goalkeepers during this summer. Um, so firstly, let's say, I'm, I can't remember whether we discussed this in the last podcast. I'm fairly sure we didn't, but I think since the last time we recorded, Jed Steer assigned a contract extension. Yeah, I I love it. I, I yeah, I think I think we might have touched on it, but I'm not sure if we actually like talked about it. But yeah, I think I think it's a great piece of business for the club. Yeah, completely. Even if he's not the number one, um, but we've been linked with Jack Butland uh, for the last three or four weeks. Um, maybe not that long, two or three at a push. Um, but you know, it's it's a story that doesn't seem to want to go away, and the odds are at the moment uh, a pretty pretty nailed on that he's signing according to the bookies um but you know it, it's an interesting signing if it does come off um but you, you know you, you've got to feel for jed steer if, if that's the case yeah if that's the case and if if dean smith's gonna let them you know battle it out in the preseason into the early parts of you know the premier league season i mean i don't know like today you know matthias sarkic gets you know shipped off to livingston was it yeah was it yeah it was living yeah livingston you know so he's out on loan and, and the head coach of livingston's over the moon about getting him in but you know that that kind of shores up that like knocks one check mark off of the uh you know the depth as far as goalkeepers and do we really need to bring a goalkeeper in and are we going to see another goalkeeper go out uh with with the Butland thing, I mean, like you said, the the bookies have it on re- really nice odds that he's going to join Villa. If that's the case, that's to me, it's it's unfair to steer. 
but like maybe that's just like kind of what he would need if he's really going to make the push to be to Villa's number one. He's going to be the guy there. You know, if there was one last hurdle he needed in the Jed Jed Steer story to make it absolutely craziness, just you know, you can't can't even write it. It would be having to battle Jackpot Lynn. <laughs> it's like I think about it almost in video game terms. Like if that's the last boss that he has to get there, and that's a really big boss. Butlin's a very very talented, very highly rated keeper. <laughs> so it's like that in my mind. That's what it seems like. Like Jed Steer has gone through so much at his time at Villa, like, and his his final boss is going to be Jack Butlin, like that. Oh, that would be you know, it's craziness. But you know, to be to be serious about it, like, but if Butlin does come in, Jed Jed's really going to have to battle for that spot if he really wants it. But I mean, Dean Smith, he always talks about believing in competition, so hopefully he sticks to his word on this one. Yeah, and I mean, Jed Steer in his interview when he signed the contract didn't shy away from competition. Um, you know, he was he was asked by the club journalists whether you know it was something he would he would relish, and Jed was like, "Yeah, you know, it's part of the, part of the team. It's part of football." Um, so you know, he looked almost excited to to have some competition because I think he he would think if uh, if it was Oyan Nyland and Lovrey Kalinic still at the club at the start of the season that he's nailed on for the number one. So I think he needs that little push. Yeah. That, that's what I mean. It kind of has that, that storybook feel to it, that they're going to bring in this this keeper that has all this potential, you know, kind of new guy on the block, you know, paying a lot of money for him, big money signing. And, like, if I was Jed Steer, just personally thinking about it, what he's been through since signing for Aston Villa, like, this would make me, like, I'd be through the roof all the time as far as, like, my motivation. I want to get out there. I want to outperform him in training. I want to beat him on the ping pong table. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would just make me feel like if this is my, if this is what I got to go through to get this shirt, this is what I got to go through to get this shirt. And we'll see what happens. Like you said, Dean Smith's big about competition within the squad and you know I, I love it I, I think it's a great thing about competitive sports having competition and it's good to see that happen in Villa you know and especially in such a key position on the pitch yeah and Jack Chaplin's not the only uh, goalkeeper that's been linked to this either uh, Edouard Mendy uh, the, according to reports from from, from France um, both us and Norwich I don't know why a lot of players are linked to us and Norwich it's obviously just the, uh, the newly promoted thing but apparently we're uh, we're keen to sign Mendy, who's a highly rated Senegalese keeper. Um, he's 27 years old and he's considering leaving uh, Stad Rheim. I, I butchered that pronunciation. I think it's Reims. Is it pronounced Reims? I don't know. I don't know either. I've all, I've <laughs> never I've never known. And to be honest, I've never heard anyone even say it out loud. I've only read it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Stad Rheim. We'll go. We'll, I, I we'll, think the ass is silent. We'll go Stad Rheims. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. It's just one of those things. <laughs> um, he's kept 36 clean sheets in uh, his time at the club since joining in 2016 but the, the issue is he's another foreign goalkeeper um, you know if like you know if we struggle to offload no, I don't think we're going to get rid of Nyland because of his injury I think he'll be terrible to, to try and offload him uh, I think we'll try and offload Kalinic if we don't manage to offload either of them, that's three foreign keepers at the club and Jed Steer. You know, do we need another foreign keeper? Um, do we even need another keeper at all? Yeah, and that that's really where the question lies. Do we need another keeper? The foreign thing, I don't I don't mind it. Um, but then again, like I, I know that people really, really like English keepers for one. You know, I, I I completely understand the mindset around that, especially like when you're tied to someone like Jack Butlin, who's for sure going to be England's you know big big time keeper. I I, I really do think so. All due respect to Jordan Pickford, I just think it's one of those things that Butlin's going to get there eventually. Um, but I, as far as another foreign keeper, you know, Nyland's from Norway. Kalinic is Slovakian. 
Uh, Croatian. 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 Yeah, you're right. My mistake. Yeah, he's Croatian. He, and he's the number one keeper, you know, for Croatia. I, I don't th- if Kalinic were to go, I'd be okay with, with bringing in another foreign keeper that may, you know, have a little bit of that experience. But like you said on the last podcast, Kalinic is supposedly homesick. So we don't know exactly if he's trying to get, you know, closer to home or actually in his home country to be able to play. Uh, Villa's probably, if Kalinic does go, Villa's probably going to take a, a loss on, on what they signed him for back in January. Uh, but like, you know, you can't, can't really say much of a player's homesick. It's it's unfortunate, whatnot. Um, he did seem to get a little better as he played for the Villa. But if he's homesick, you know, and he wants to go, you know, that's that that's all right. Um, as far as Mendy coming in, his his statistics look great. I mean, like you said, 36 clean sheets since 2016, and he's very talented. He's very athletic, and he's a very entertaining keeper to watch. Um, so I, I I don't know. It, it comes back to the whole Butlin thing. I think if, if Villa are going to be in for any keeper, they're going to bring in Butlin. I can see Kalinic going. Nyland, I don't think the club is heartless enough to try and you know sell off Nyland. You know, kind of pull the the carpet under his feet per se. You know, he's coming back from an injury, and not only an injury, like a really really bad one. Like Achilles injuries are no joke to an athlete. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It doesn't matter if if you know you're just playing professional checkers you know like uh, it's it hurt sitting down i know plenty of people that have had achilles injuries especially you know professional players and it's you it's the one of the most uncomfortable things you can imagine the rehab for it is terrible so i, I don't think nylon goes i think he's going to stay there and i'm okay with nylon being being the second third option depending on what happens with jed steer and depending on what happens if Bet- butlin comes in well i've i've spoken to cuts the uh, goalkeeper coach um and you know they're, they're all big fans of oyen um, you know, they say he's he's technically very sound. He's a good shot stopper. Um, you know, and he he did mention that the the um, the mentality side of it he did struggle with because obviously he made a couple of mistakes and he was absolutely pelted for it. Um, but I know I can't see I can't see uh, Oyen Island leaving this summer. I think he's too highly rated at the club. Yeah, and that's what makes me think that Kalinic might be off. Um, obviously, there's you know I, I have no basis or fact to say that. It's just my gut feeling that he might be off, especially with the reports of him being homesick. It's just you know with I, I don't think that Villa can really afford to bring in another keeper without sending another one out. Uh, you know, Sarkic, like we said, you know, signs for a, a season-long loan for Livingston. So he's going to be going and doing his thing, and that's great. He needs to get all the experience he can. Um, you know, it's just we'll, we'll see what happens with Butlin, and if, if Butlin's really going to be the guy. I, you know, and even if we don't get it, though, I don't think the sky falls down, but I do think Villa go and grab another keeper in the event that Kalinic leaves. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you mentioned in the Sarkic loan, I think that's something that we're going to see a lot of. Um, you know, be prepared for the the preseason game to see the usual. You know, getting the likes of Jake Doyle Hayes and Jack Clark and Indiana Vasilev, uh, some game time. And you know, someone might impress and work their way into Dean Smith's plans, and he might, you know, he might make a couple of appearances in the Prem. Um, I think though, you know, you'll see the likes of Callum O'Hare, um, Isa Solomon, um, you know, players of of Sarkis's caliber and in the under twenty threes. Uh, leaving on a season-long loan, and you know, for a lot of these players, it's going to be the last chance saloon. You've seen a lot of their peers uh, released this summer, and you know, it's it's going to be the same next summer if some of these players don't have good loan spells. Right, and I actually had a thought about um, Callum O'Hare that 
you know, if this this really is, I think, his kind of last-ditch saloon for Villa, and I think Villa can actually cash in and get, you know, sell him off for a decent amount of money in the event that, that, that Dean Smith doesn't think he'll make it for one reason or another. Um, but my, my initial thought was, thinking about Callum O'Hare and some of these other youngsters, like, what's what's to say that, you know, Dean Smith doesn't bring any more center mids in? And it's, it, you know, he actually gives, like, Jake Doyle Hayes and Callum O'Hare, you know, uh, it, you know gives them basically kind of what what I don't want to say what they're due or what they, what they deserve but like something that like might just spur them on to you know actually get some kind of game time as far as like being in and around the first team for a prolonged period of time I, I sometimes you know the best signings you can make are bringing up younger players not to say that Colin O'Hare is Premier League ready I'm not saying he's going to jump up and he's going to replace Jack Grealish, Grealish in the 80th minute every game and he's going to you know have a bunch of assists and goals but I mean it, it might just be that time for guys like him him and uh, Jake Doyle Hayes I, I don't know what do you what do you think do you think that you know the, the time's running out on them a little bit um not so much with O'Hare because I think he recently signed a three-year contract extension um I, th- I thought it was only two yeah it might it might have been three I think you're right two or three you know that's still right. that's still keeping him at the club for a, a, you know a good couple of seasons I think I think he will go out on loan this season I think um I think we'll see more from him in in perhaps next season or even the season after that um for the likes of Jake Hayes, yeah, I think it is it is a last chance saloon for him because just simply because of the injury problems he's been having. Yeah, and I I think it's it's just so tough because like not even well no about a year ago like me and you were writing you know about how some of the players have even been released and even guys like Jake Hayes might have got their shot last year in the championship and even maybe if we were still in the championship that these guys would have had a better shot of moving through the ranks a little bit but I, I don't know one. one one part of me, I love the whole, you know, play the kids and try to bring the kids up through your system, use your youth system, use, use your training facilities, all that kind of stuff. You know, all the statistics, all the hard training, all, all the, you know, intelligence that goes into doing that. I like that part of the game. But on the other hand, it, it is the Premier League and you're going to want guys that have a little bit of experience. And, you know, outside of the, the three midfielders that we all know and love that, you know, got us to where we are right now. You know, it, it's Henry Lansbury and it's Birker Bjornarsson. And I'm I'm not so sure that I mean. Dean Smith seems like he really likes Lansbury, but uh, for me, I don't know. He's he's only played outside of the Norwich game. He's only played 28 minutes last year. That's not very promising for me. Uh, I I think he has injury problems himself. Uh, Bjornsson, you know, was very subdued when the uh, celebrations at Wembley happened. Uh, barely smiled. Not not running around. He didn't play much, so I don't blame it on him. That's that's tough on some players, especially when you're a proud player like uh, Bierker is. But I, I don't know, like, does it seem like those two are, are going to be Premier League ready outside of Jorge and Grealish and um, again, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if, if that's something people are thinking about right now. See, the, the thing is for me is that Burke has played in so many different positions for Villa, but he always starts on the wing for Iceland and seems to do relatively well. But whenever Bruce tried him on the wing, he'd, he'd be poor. Um, that's something that I can't really, you know, come come to terms with get get to grips with um i i i can see bjarnes and leaving i think he's in, entering his last year of his contract this year um so i think he'll probably go to italy he'll or he'll go to germany or somewhere like that um i think just because of how much uh dean smith's waxed lyrical about lansbury i think he's going to get a shot in the prem um and you know, other than the fact that he's not really played much over the last season, he's one of those players that you've always wanted to see make the step up. 
you know, a bit like Ross McCormack before he unfortunately became a waste of space. Um, you know, Lan- Lansbury was always one of those players a couple of years ago that you thought it would, would make the jump up, make the step up to the Prem. Um, and hopefully getting promoted with Villa is, you know, the kick up the arse he needs to keep fit. I, I hope so. And he's, he's shunned his glimpses, don't don't get me wrong. But, I mean, obviously, like, you know, we signed him, and I think it was for under $3 million we got Henry Lansbury for when we first came down to the championship. You know, I'm sure now he's in the Premier League. I'm sure he got a really, really nice bonus to be in the Premier League. And like you said, Dean Smith's wax lyrical about him enough that I'm sure he will get a shot. You know, and maybe it was just a case of Whelan and Yedinak and, and Dean Smith just thinking he needed those veterans for, you know, such a scrappy pace of play like the championship could offer on most game days. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he does actually get a shot. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just I don't I don't want it to be something where like okay we have all this depth with you know Henry Land or not you know with Henry Lansbury and Birker and probably another midfielder whether it be a youth or whether it be someone we bring in but like I, I would just hate for him to like catch form and then all of a sudden bang he's out and like it was something you depended upon from the bench I mean we've we've seen he can make an impact from the bench before what was the goal against Leeds I don't I'm pretty sure he came on as a sub for that goal against Leeds and um. Yeah, he. I, I just don't know. I, I'm not saying that I don't trust in his ability, but it, it's a big step up, even a, even in a rotational sense. And I'm, I'm sure he he feels ready for it, but I'm, I I can't be certain that we don't bring in a midfielder that might knock him down just just one place on the depth chart. It's always a possibility. Um, I think you know, just the the the, the big issue, and we're coming back to it again, is looking at the the depth in the squad. That you know, obviously at this point there's not enough players, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's just unusually quiet. It's it's starting to unnerve me a bit now. Yeah, I thought I thought it was just me that thought it was like unusually quiet, and like, and then I'm like, I'm starting to, especially over the past forty eight hours, like I'm refreshing Twitter. I don't have much to say because there's not going on with, nothing much going on with the Villa. Other people that I see all the time active on you know Villa Twitter, nothing. Not not joking around, nothing. It's like it's like a ghost town, and to me, it like it feels like it's the calm before the storm, but it might just be the calm before the tornado, and that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Is like you were saying, once once July hits, you know, it's going to be a, a rush of activity, and I mean, we we saw that I think our first year coming down to the championship. I think we made a lot of signings in about three or four day span, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean. I'm full of faith, and I fully expect that the the recruitment team to do a good job, and you know they'll do it well, and they'll do it in their own time. Um, I think it's just you know a mixture of impatience and just you know just lack of news, even you know contract extensions, anything. Um, you know, it, it's that that Villa injection that you need. Right, and and there and there's even like not even just the ends. Like we we talk about the outs too. Like is Scott Hogan going to get his fair shake? It doesn't seem like he's going to. Um, you know, is Andre Green going to feature at all? Will he'll be loaned out? You know, will Keenan Davis get a loan out, or will he stay on the depth chart? You know, or Villa going to get another striker? You know, so it's not even just like the 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 incomings and the big money signings, and you know everyone's waiting around for the Mings deal to see if that if that comes to fruition or if that collapses on its face. You know, so it, there's just uh, there's a lot of moving parts. But like I'm I'm interesting just as well as like okay is dean smith going to utilize any of the youth is he going to send andre green out on a loan again because you know, he doesn't feel he's premier league ready does keenan davis get a loan there there are things that need to change even i guess in some points even james Bree, you know he might he, that might be a thing after the preseason before the window shuts he might loan out james Bree again we i mean we don't know i think the big thing for me is that the, the, the lack of 
like news around is the the Wesley deal. Um, you know, I believe he's I believe he's he will pass his his work permit. Um, but it's just the it's just the silence. You know, it's so unnerving. Yeah, and it's not helping anybody that Aston Villa's like tweeting things and then it's like, oh, look what came in, our Premier League numbers and Premier League, you know, <laughs> badges for the kits. And it's like, you haven't announced the kit yet. We're still waiting to hear if Wesley's even got a work permit and no one's heard anything else. I don't know if like, it's almost like they're like legitimately trying to just tease the supporters. And I get it, like that's an exciting thing to think about and their social media team at Villa, you know, they do they do their job to a point. I get it. But like, that's... To me, when I when I saw that that notification popped up on the phone, I cl- I was like, really? I was like, you're gonna, you're gonna get excited about that when there's other teams that have their home away third kid already done, player signing in the door, you know, other you know youngsters out on loan, promising prospects, you know, other you know big clubs, you know, big air clubs rather, you know, they've been in the prem for a couple of years now, they're getting loans from from other you know teams from international you know leagues and stuff like that, and we're we're looking at the number ten with two Premier League stickers. Come on, that that broke my heart a little bit, Regan. <laughs> I think that's probably the best place to end this. At your heartbreak at uh, Aston Villa's social media team. <laughs> oh, they just kill me sometimes. I love them to death. They they they've done some really cool stuff the past couple of years. But that one yesterday, oh, uh, I I I've never been that close to throwing a three hundred and fifty dollar phone. <laughs> right, guys, thank you so much for listening once again. Um, you know, there's so many of you that have have started listening to us in such a short uh, space of time. Um, if there's no news between now and next Wednesday, then we'll probably give next week a miss. Um, obviously, you'll you'll know by then whether to expect the podcast or not. Um, if you enjoyed all our stuff, please give us a like, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, you can view all of our opinion articles, news articles, uh, stuff about the Villa Ladies, Villa Youth, and everything else on www.underagaslitlamp.com. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, at Villalamp, Facebook, forward slash underagaslitlamp, Instagram, at underagaslitlamp. And, yeah, uh, we're currently working on our magazine. Uh, we'll have more to announce about that in the coming weeks. We hope you have a brilliant week. We hope Villa have a brilliant week, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.